welcome to the Commission Bread Podcast, a mortgage professional's complete guide on how to successfully scale your business and not fall into the trap of commission breath. And now your hosts, Brandon Love and Tom Moffat. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Commission Breath. Today, we're going to dive into something that a lot of people have been talking about. And I think there's some mixed feelings about where it's going, how it fits into your business, and kind of what to do with it all. And that is the topic of AI or artificial intelligence. And I think love it or hate it, if you're afraid of it or not, it's going to be a part of the future of the mortgage industry. So I think it's time that we kind of see how it can fit into things. Yeah, it seems like quite the hot topic lately. And for me personally, like AI always felt like the next Bitcoin and crypto, like just this big hype and everyone was hyping it. I do believe that it's part of it, but I do believe like AI is the future. So we're just going to kind of talk about what we're using tool wise in our businesses and from an overall perspective of whether it's going to stay, whether it's going to impact us as mortgage brokers in the future and that kind of good stuff. I never really thought of it from like a cryptocurrency perspective. I always thought that was kind of like you know, a whole other spectrum. I looked at it more from those people who were scared to get Facebook or Instagram. And I think that's kind of like what AI is more so going to be. It's going to be this tool that just becomes a part of everyday life and it becomes just second nature to use. But also I think there's going to be a whole wave of people who are on the frontier, like pioneers in the space. And then there's going to be a whole wave of people like me who still use primarily the phone for communication and whatnot and pen and paper, where we'll have to come up with ways that it fits into our life. Yeah, I more so meant like the overall theme of like, you just see everyone talking about it, YouTube videos everywhere. And it's just like, sometimes it gets annoying. It's like, man, we get it, AI is here, but it is here, it's here to stay. And it's crazy to think like what it's gonna be in two years from now. And I also wouldn't sell yourself short, man. I think you're pretty on top of AI in general. Like, why don't we kind of dive into what you're doing right now from your discovery call perspective? Yeah, so I'll take my tinfoil hat off for a second. I'm totally scared of losing my Well, how did this start? Because I remember, did you call me or text me about this thing? You sound like you're in outer space. You're like, man, I got this next great idea with your discovery calls. Like, I was like, dude, is this Brandon? Like, what's going on here? I might have been experimenting with certain things on a weekend. And I went down a deep rabbit hole of thought. And it was around scripting and discovery call and the things we do over and over again. And it kind of stemmed from a conversation I was having with my sales coach. And he was like, hey, you're going to have this discovery call with every single client, it's so important. It's going to make you the most money or it's gonna cost you the most money. So get very good at it and become a student of your scripting was his idea. So I got thinking about it and he wanted us to like record it on an old burner phone and then play back and listen to it. And I was like, okay, that's a good idea, but there's a better way to do it. So the idea hit me when I was on a phone call, I had it on speakerphone, I was typing notes and I was like, okay, taking the notes, ask the question. And then I realized, oh, well, Loom has AI transcribing of videos and summary points. So I'm like, I'm going to try flipping my Loom on for a second. So I flipped Loom on in the background of the call. I got the whole call transcribed with a summary of it as well. So I was able to send the client that summary. And then I was able to take the transcribed notes and kind of look at my script, look at where I stumbled over things. And additionally, allowed me 
to be more present in the call because I wasn't typing in things like, hey, Tom, are you salary or hourly? Just little things like that. It was already recorded for me. So it made me more present, which helped the call go better. I had all these data points. And then after I did this for like five or six calls that week, I had those transcripts where I could compare them and kind of see what worked. And then also to see which clients actually went through, did the application, did it properly. And gave me a ton of insights. And I realized quite a few things I was missing from call to call just by like not following the process the same every time. So it was great. So a couple questions. How accurate was the transcription? Like, did it pick up on every single word? And also, was the summary pretty accurate as to like what you needed from that call? So transcription wise wasn't perfect. Definitely needed to look at it and then fill in the blanks. But it was the kind of thing that it was better than expected. Also, the transcription piece, like the summary part, I thought was pretty cool. That was really good as well. It wasn't in the way that I talked. So I still took elements of it and retyped it. But it was just nice to have that jumping off point, which was great. I would never like fully rely on it and not take any additional notes. So what I've started doing now is I have like the loom recording and then I'm taking some like handwritten notes. I'm still more present. It's not like the keyboard clacking in the background, but I can kind of bridge the gaps on when the robot drops the ball. Yeah, a little off topic, but what I've started doing lately is because I always have my AirPods in, I'll just press the mute every time I'm typing something in. I never got called out on it, but I realized like I type in every single little thing that they say. So if it's like, yeah, I got divorced last year and I paid 500 a month. It's like, do, 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 typing away. So it's like, maybe the person doesn't want me to really type every single thing down because it's like, oh, this person's recording everything. So yeah, I just press the mute. But I think that's cool, man. In terms of sending it over to the client, like what's the summary that you're actually saying to them? So it's just like, let's say you're my client. So, hey, Tom, great chatting with you today. Here's your application link. So you get your Finmo link coming to you. And here's a summary of what we chatted about today. Let me know if I miss anything or there's any key points you want to highlight. And then I just say, when you submit your application, you're going to receive an automated request for documents, upload what you have, and then we'll circle back on anything missing. And it just kind of preps them for the next couple steps that they're going to face. Cool. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any other tools that you use right now? Or is there any other thoughts that you have in terms of like whether you should tool up with AI or let it sit for a bit and see where these tools develop in the future? Is it a waste of time? Like maybe kind of elaborate on all that good stuff. Yeah, so I think the Loom piece, like this is just a functionality built into something I already use. So from that perspective, I like that. It was nice to have. I've noticed some like lender software and stuff like that coming out with different AI functioning. I'm not tooling up with that yet. If I start to hear some pretty good feedback on it, maybe I will. But right now, I'm just keeping it simple, using the basics. I know a lot of people go to chat GBT for every idea and things like that. I'm going to still stay pretty old school. But as these features get built onto things I'm already using, I'll explore them a bit further. Yeah. And to that point with chat GPT, I can kind of go down a bit of a rabbit hole. But before I do, realize like sometimes I'm spending more time prompting chat GPT when I already kind of know what I want to say in emails and whether it's a text script I'm trying to get. I kind of already have a good idea and it probably would have been quicker for me to just fill it out and type it out instead of prompting chat GPT. But my other thought to that is I think if you get really good at prompting and you put the hours in, then eventually it'll be quicker for you and beneficial to actually use chat GPT long term. So I'm giving it a chance. Like 
I told you the other day, Brandon, that I'm kind of doing a deep dive on it. So one thing I realized is ChatGPT has like a lot of different functionalities that I didn't know. So ChatGPT 4 is the newest one. And that compared to 3.5, apparently it's like, don't quote me on the number. It's like 100 times better or whatever it is. And the really cool part with that, you can do these plugins. So I'll use an example of this plugin. I forget what it's called, but it surfs the internet. So everyone knows that the original model of ChatGPT only goes back to like the 2021. Well, this, now you can surf the internet. So what I'm doing like the other day, I was like, hey, list me out a list of all these people that should be on my podcast. So I prompted and said, hey, this is what my podcast is about. If I talk, this is what we want to really teach people. Search in my local area, a list of people that you think would be good to hop on my podcast and that I can leverage their audience and their followers, all that good stuff. And it spit out a good list of, for me. And I was like, this is really cool. Rather than trying to spend time surfing on like Instagram and YouTube for these people, it just spat out like a hundred names for me. So chat GPT four has a lot of cool plugins. I can go all day about that. Maybe that's for another episode, but the only thing I would say to that is just really try to keep an open mind, not you, but people in general, keep an open mind and you'd be surprised like what some of these things can do. For sure. I think stuff like that, where it really amps up your efficiency and you're using it in a way that's like, okay, this is giving me a list of people to message on Instagram or a list of people to call. It's not like I'm going to just use this and then have like AI send out, hi, it's Tom. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's prompting the human action where I think that's the win. All of these tools should allow us more time and flexibility to put more human elements into our business. Yeah, exactly. And another example that I'm doing right now is I have my phone set up on the back of my computer and it's in a vertical format recording for reels. And I'm not using it for our commission breath Instagram. I'm more so testing it out for our FI talk for consumer based content. So what I will be doing to test this out, there's a program called Opus where you toss in a long form video and it spits out these clips for short form videos with the actual subtitles, the captions, all that stuff. It's pretty cool. Tested out with you not too long ago. And it's good. It's not as good as like hiring someone else out, but it's pretty good baseline stuff. For sure. And I think if you're on a budget constraint or you just need to get the ball rolling, you know, that little spark for motivation, things like Opus and AI tools like that, they're a great way to just get the snowball rolling. And then from there, you can build and layer on top of it. Yeah, exactly, man. Okay, so tell us a little bit more because we always say this, I'm kind of the dinosaur or the farmer. I'm old school. You're the astronaut. You're kind of chasing new worlds and trying to build life on Mars in the mortgage space. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you're using AI for and some of the tools you've been working with? You can go deep on this, man. You want me to go deep? Go deep. Let's do it. We'll go semi-surface deep. Okay, so (laughs) (laughs) pretty much what I'm doing right now, and I haven't even told you this yet, But I talked about this on one of the last podcasts. I wake up at 5, usually. Some days a bit later, usually 5 a.m. This other day, I woke up at 4. I was like, I can't get back to sleep. Like, my son's crying all night. Fuck it. I'm just going to go work. So I went straight to the office, got my coffee. This is a whole other strategy that we'll talk about in the future. But it's a landing page to convert people to give us their renewal date for their mortgage. And the AI behind that is a straightforward landing page, one page funnel, and it's connected to our CRM. So when people fill that out, we have a system in the back end that's going to send out a text with a video, an email with a video. We'll tell you all about the details in the next episode. But from there, 
what I'm thinking of doing, I don't know if I'm going to go this far with it, but we can hook up chat GPT and have it literally live chat with these people. And there's also another functionality within our CRM where we can have this chat bot that talks with these people to try to convert them to a phone call. I don't know if it's right for what we're trying to do here with the mortgage renewals, but it's something to play around with. So that way you have these things on autopilot. Like if you're going to rank high on Google, for example, you have all of these leads coming in and you have them going through like Google chat or sending you an email, text, whatever it is, you can have this chat GPT prompting and talking to these people, which is pretty cool. I still have to do a deep dive on it. And I don't know if I want to give full control to technology and an AI. Like, yes, I like innovating, but I think that's way too much control right, right out of the gates. I think in a year or two, it might be like foolproof where you can go that route. Like that scares the shit out of me because I like the human side of things. And I was talking to someone the other day and they went into an open house and the open house had like a QR code scanner and you scanned it and it played a video tour. And then like the realtor kind of like popped out of one of the rooms in real life and was like, Hey, how was your like digital tour? And they were like, you know, this had no personality, no human element at all. I just didn't like it. And I think the same thing for some of these tools. Like, I think it's really cool that, you know, a computer can talk to you, but I know when I go to my like online banking or something and I just get this stupid fucking robot messaging me over and over. Oh, again. I can't say it, man. It drives me crazy. So I would rather be like, pick up the first query and then say, oh, here's the link to Brandon and Tom's schedule. Fuck the next appointment or let me just see if I can get a hold of them real quick and like loop a human there. Then it's like, oh, this is so cool. A human's getting back to me right away. I think that's how you stand out and you yeah. use the tool versus having like, you know, ask Jeeves or whoever it is respond to everything. Yeah. Kind of want to just try it out to see how effective it is, but I also don't want to spend time on it. And I'm on the same boat, man. Like I know like we're kind of on polar opposites when it comes to tech and all that good stuff. But I think we would probably be within the same line here with AI is like, hey, adapt some of it, see if it works, don't spend too much time on it because I would much rather have my time just blasting out more DMs or more phone calls, more texts. I'd much rather do that than playing around with AI. Yeah, 100%. I think that extra time you spend, maybe the AI saves you in another realm, you put back into making your business that much more personable and that's how you win by going deep with those relationships with the time you've bought back through using these tools. Yeah, and I think to really round out this episode, because I know a lot of people in the broker space are worried about AI. I know everyone's probably heard it before, but I'm still like in a green motion towards it is like, I think we're here to stay because people still like talking to humans at the end of the day, whether it's a realtor, mortgage broker, it's the biggest transaction of your life, buying a house, renewing, refinancing, whatever it is. People want to talk to people. I think a lot of the mundane tasks are going to be removed, like underwriting for sure in the future. I think that's going to be gone. We'll see the timeline for that because a lot of these like B deals are so fucking complicated that I don't know if like any AI tool is going to be able to do that anytime soon. But I mean, we'll go back to this episode in two years from now. I'll probably be wrong. You just gave me the million dollar idea. I'm going to have the AI that does bank statement reviews for BFS comments. All right, I'll see you in five years, man. (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I don't think we're going anywhere right now. Eventually, everyone's going to be pooched, but by that point, we'll be living on a different planet and just be sitting back drinking some... You'll have major money by that point. So we've got a runway here, folks. Just 
put your nose down and get at it. Make some money. Exactly. All right, guys. I know some of you are probably way deeper in the rabbit hole than us. So let us know what you're using for AI and kind of some tips, tools, and tricks that you think might be relevant to us. And for those of you who are totally fearing it, let us know if you're going to implement any of this stuff. Awesome. Peace out. Peace. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.